Welcome to the Boomtings podcast, your bi-monthly look at all things wellness. Hello, my name is Taka. I'm a wellness enthusiast and skeptic, and I'm keen to unpack and share all things wellness related with you guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Nicole. I'm an energy shifter, and I work with people to help them realign their mind, body, and soul so that they may come back to a state of wholeness. Um, I'm really excited about this episode today because today we'll be discussing about nutrition and how it pertains to wellness. We'll be looking at what, looking into why nutrition and wellness are so interconnected, what our personal journeys of nutrition have been and how it has impacted our states of being. And um, this will be part one of hopefully many different conversations around nutrition. And hopefully at a later date, we can get um, the opinions of different people, whether it's professionals or just other people's perspectives on what their experience of nutrition and wellness has been. Um, I think that would be such an interesting way to incorporate and um, different aspects of nutrition and how it, it comes to wellness. Absolutely. This is um, a topic that is very close to my heart because unfortunately I lost both my parents to cancer a few years ago and when my father was diagnosed because he was quite elderly my sister and I um, did quite a lot of research into alternative and natural therapies and treatments because we just knew what the chemo was going to do to his body and while I was doing this research it came to my attention just how large a role food plays in our health and wellness and was surprised that doctors are taught almost nothing about nutrition. So what I'm also hoping, or should I say, we are also hoping to talk about some of the lesser known aspects about nutrition and really how important it really is. Definitely. Um, I think nutrition is, is, and thank you for sharing that. I think nutrition is such a personal journey um, and it has, it's, it's such a, it's such an intricate and complicated aspect to how we identify with ourselves and how it connects to wellness and how and our state of well-being. It's it's so complex. So I kind of want to uh, back it up a little bit and maybe like we can break down the different aspects of nutrition and wellness. So I want to ask you, Nicole, like just but what has your personal journey with nutrition been? Like if you're comfortable sharing that. And how is it different to how you eat now or how you see nutrition now? Oh, wow. We're going to go deep then. Let's just <laughs> jump right in. Um, gosh, wow. My, my journey with nutrition has been a long one and it's gone deep. Um, I, I always struggled with, you know, with my body when I was growing up. I always just really struggled to feel comfortable in my body, just never felt comfortable with my weight, it was always sort of up and down, and just was constantly, you know, looking for ways to, and thing is, even when I would be quite active and was working out, there was always just those unwanted kilos that I never seemed to be able to get rid of. Mm -hmm. um, so really, the, and, and like I said earlier, um, but one of the, the, the main things that got me into nutrition was, well, 
because of wanting to be healthier. But the reason of wanting to be healthier really came after losing my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the major things that I found whilst researching, because I really wasn't wanting my father to go through chemo. um, And so we started looking up a lot of things. And amidst the research that we did, one of the things that we found was cancer cannot thrive or exist in a body that is alkaline. Mm-hmm. And so what so what that showed me was that, well, what what is it that causes the body to be acidic? Well, there are many things that cause the body to be acidic, but one of the main reasons the body will be acidic is because of all the things that we put into our body. And especially in this day and age where a lot of the food we're eating is processed mm-hmm. and a lot of the fruits and vegetables that we're eating are GMO, <clears throat> mm-hmm. well, it's safe to say that a lot of the stuff we're putting into our body is basically just ridden with chemicals and some of these chemicals are adding to the chances of us getting diseases such as cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, what, what research out there was saying was that if you eat a diet that is predominantly alkaline, well, you can change you know, you can minimize the acidity of your body and minimize the chances of you getting any kind of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, after they passed away, I looked at my life and I was just like, well, you know, my body is not exactly in the best of shape. And as they say, cancer can run in the family. So having lost both of my parents, I was just like, well, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to die because of cancer, especially knowing that cancer is a lifestyle disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided at that moment, I, you know, I watched a couple of documentaries about, you know, things such as meat and lactose and all of these things. And I decided to go vegetarian mm-hmm. and by becoming vegetarian, it very and well because the choice was to actually become healthier and not to just lose weight, which is how it had always been previously. Instead of starving myself, I actually started looking for ways in which I could improve my health. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was well, you know, changing the things that I eat, and so becoming vegetarian was just the first step. And Becoming vegetarian just, you know, really taught me to become more conscious around my relationship with food. And now it wasn't just, you know, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, smaller portions or starve myself, but it was really like, okay, well, what is it now that my body needs in order to be healthy? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really powerful. Um, I think my, my journey whilst slightly different was um it it it, I think it was I think what we perhaps have in common with is the fact that um there was a shift into consciousness and a shift into um conscious eating and being aware of how you consume food um I think for myself my journey with nutrition started off from having disordered eating patterns I think um, a lot of society had, I had absorbed a lot of what society had told me about what bodies should look like, what bodies should behave like. And that often resulted in me having disordered eating patterns for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. 
And when I first came across nutrition and I first came across um, eating healthily and losing weight, and I used to have this insane belief that I was like, oh, I don't think I'm the kind of person who could ever lose weight. But when I first came, <laughs> when I first came into learning about nutrition, I was learning about it in a very disconnected way from my body. I was told, oh, don't eat carbohydrates, um, focus on proteins and vegetables, you need meat to, you need meat to survive, et cetera, et cetera. And I was fed this narrative and I believed it. Um, but the thing about being disconnected from your body is that cycles will repeat itself. So when, because um, I was not consciously aware of how I was eating, of the disordered patterns that I had established, when I would find myself in periods of stress or periods of distress, I would often resort to eating unhealthily and I would often resort to binge eating and um, different cycles of unhealthy eating patterns. Mm. And um, I yep. think that what was the <laughs> shift for me was the thought that even though I don't have children now, I thought to myself that I don't want to pass on this idea of disorders into it. Um, I don't mm. want to be able to um, share this idea of disordered eating with anybody else because I realized that the, the cycle of, of unhealthy eating, the cycle of um, unconsciously eating was not serving me. And I needed to reframe how I was consuming food. Now, I'm not saying that I'm, by saying that I don't want to pass this on to my children, I'm not saying that I was inherently this was passed on to me by somebody I was it's just my my mindset at the time um and so when I had that shift I interestingly like you I also started finding out more about vegetarian diets and I started researching and finding out more about what it meant to eat without consuming meat um, and that, and when I was no longer consuming meat, it often meant that I was now thinking about, okay, what does it mean to have protein? What does it mean to have these minerals? Mm-hmm. Different kinds of exactly. Um, so it became a whole different way of thinking prior to just like, oh, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to have a bikini body for summer. Where, and there's nothing wrong with wanting a bikini body for summer, <laughs> but um, it was not a sustainable way of thinking. And I think that that I needed to shift out of that in order to sustainably be able to work and consciously. Um, but yeah, but speaking of hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just yeah. want to tap onto something that you said there before we move on. And mm-hmm. I resonate with everything you're saying so deeply because I too went through, you know, a long state of disordered eating because the thing is unfortunately is we're just not taught how to eat mm-hmm. and the fact that if doctors the people who are there who are supposed to be helping us maintain our health are not taught anything about nutrition then mm-hmm. you know how how are we ever gonna why would we be taught or, or how are we supposed to know you know mm-hmm. and it's it's true you know most people think that oh yeah you you have to eat meat it's the main place of where you're getting protein and you know you have to drink milk because it's your main form of getting lactose and unfortunately a lot of the things that were were, were, were sold unfortunately they're just 
they're just lies because mm. it's just not true there are there are way more other potent places to get protein and to be drinking you know milk past infancy stage and unless you're drinking your mother's milk to go and then be drinking the milk of a foreign creature is just bizarre you don't see any other animals out there drinking the, the milk of another creature it's just bizarre and what most people didn't even know is that lactose actually causes an overproduction in mucus in the body and an overproduction in the mu of mucus in the body is actually the underlying reason to pretty much every health issue out there yeah um it's mucus the over overproduction of mucus and there are many secondary effects that can happen in terms of the overproduction of mucus um i think that when and just to um, <clears throat> deviate slightly, when it comes to nutrition and understanding nutrition, there's so many different um, factors that come into play. So understanding like um, your individual body. So what might mm -hmm. work for me might not also work for somebody else. So um, absolutely, it's like I'll give a very abstract example that applies to me. Um, I have I my body has a very high tolerance for fiber. But whenever I read um, different like uh, articles or if I see different things, I'm always told that, oh, this, oh I'm over consuming fiber. But when I eat the amount of fiber that's to my satiety, it's te mm -hmm. technically over consumption of fiber. So I, that's why I mean by everybody's uh, bodies um, are different and everybody's absolutely nutrition is different. A hundred percent yeah and that's you know that that just to, to tie in with what you're saying that's why ayurveda is so interesting because in ayurveda we look at what you call the doshas and the doshas basically represent the main body types and it really looks at because in it they say that we're made up of all the five elements mm -hmm. and um and so the doshas is basically in is ayurveda's way of looking at which elements are predominantly within your body type so for example I am vata, uh, predominantly vata with uh, with pizza in there. So vata would be the elements of air and ether, mm -hmm. and so because because of that, I'm uh, I tend to not like the cold. My joints can be very rickety. Mm -hmm. um, I like to you know I, it's it's better for me to be eating warming foods. I shouldn't really be eating cold raw foods. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the other hand. Um, I'm also pitta, which is predominantly fire, which mm. means that I also get prone to be very hot, which means that I shouldn't really be eating food that is super spicy because then that is just activating the already heat that exists within my body. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you know, everyone really does have their very own individual body type and, mm -hmm. you know, um, everything is, is different with every single human being. So you know, it's true. What works for one person might not work for the other. And all these fad diets do not take that into consideration. Yeah. And I think it's really important to investigate what works for your body as an individual and what works best mm. for your body as an individual. And learning to listen to, yes, learning to listen to what your body responds positively to is so important. Um, what would you define as eating consciously and what and how do you think 
society normalizes or encourages people not to eat consciously? Um, that's a good question. Sorry, can you just say that again? I had to move out of the sound. Sure. And um, uh, I actually didn't hear your question. I'm so sorry. No, it's, it's absolutely fine. Um, I'll say, what do you think it means to eat consciously? And how do you think um, society normalizes not eating consciously? That's a great question. And I'm so happy you, you asked it. Number one, um, eating consciously, what does that mean? Well, like, like we were saying earlier, you know, we, we need to be aware of our body and see what works for us. And that's step number one of eating consciously. It's about being connected to our bodies and seeing what works for us. Most of the time, what happens is because we've been told that we need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, most people will say, hey, okay, it's breakfast, I'm gonna eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's lunchtime, I'm gonna eat lunch. Hey, it's dinner, I'm gonna eat dinner. And they might not specifically even be hungry at either of those meals, but they're gonna go ahead and eat anyways. So thing is, what most people don't know is that our stomach is literally the size of our fist. So just make a fist and have a look at how small or big that is. But you realize that it's really not that big of a space. So as human beings, if we're eating nutritionally rich food, we don't actually need to be eating such large quantities. On top of that, what most people probably don't know is that our digestive system actually requires the most amount of energy, which is why when you eat a meal, you're probably likely to feel quite sleepy, especially around lunchtime, because what happens is your, um, your digestive response kicks in and this helps the body go into relaxation. So if you're using up a lot of energy just to digest food, and especially if you're eating food that is hard to that is hard to digest like processed foods and that are not rich in nutrition then you're basically using up a lot of energy within your body and it's not really serving you that 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 great of good um so really um i want to say eating consciously is about asking is, is about eating for health and not eating just for the sake of eating so eating consciously again I'd say not just following the trends out there and not just doing what everybody else is doing but really going in and seeing what works for you seeing what you know seeing perhaps the way I started off is I initially before I really started eating for health I would basically starve myself and that's you know because there's a lot of, 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 of information out there that says oh we should only be eating xyz calories per day in order to be in optimal health well they're not really taking into account well what kind of body type you are how your digestive system works how active you are so to start counting calories is pointless it's really about well how nutritious and how many of the minerals that your body actually needs in order to maintain health are you actually putting into your body? I think that's, it's, that's a very interesting um, perspective. I think that uh, with nutrition, um, hello? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, okay, good. Um, I think with <laughs> nutrition, the focus, um, the focus should definitely be on finding nutritionally dense foods. And I would love mm -hmm. to add like, to me, eating consciously is not even necessarily just finding nutritionally dense foods, 
but it's also being aware of the many different distractions over stimulation, uh, stimulations, stimulations um, that exist yeah. that take you away from understanding what it is that's happening, like moment by moment. Um, one of the things where that it gets talked about a lot, but I don't think it's often processed enough is not having distractions when you're eating, like not watching TV, not being on your phone, not mm-hmm. uh, like doing um, 700 different things. Um, and the reason for that is when you're aware and attuned to your body and how your body is responding to the food that you are consuming, you're able to, to discern what is actually feeding your body and what's not feeding your body. In a very simple way, Absolutely. You know, for example, like, does this food make me feel good? Does this food make me feel like crap? Um, Mm -hmm. Is this food uh, draining my energy or is it reinvigorating me? These are things that you can find out when you eat consciously and you're eating um, without distractions, without um, any kind of um, thing that's taking away from your capacity to process what's happening in the moment. Um, I think that- in modern society, um, a lot of, it's normalized that to take away from that. Um, You know, when we look at like, not to focus as new versus old, but when you look at um, older generations and older societies, people would sit down and eat their meals at a table um, and maybe as much, the most that would be happening is having a conversation with another person. Um, but these days, I find that whether it's at work, whether it's at home, you find that there's so many things distracting you. Like you don't have enough time to eat your lunch, so you're eating it whilst you're working. So you don't even get to understand what your body likes and what your body doesn't like. Um, like, for example, sorry to, to just go on a tangent, um, my body doesn't respond to salad very well at lunchtime. Um, it doesn't matter what's happening um I my body was like I want cooked food so whether it's cold or hot but I I've come to learn that by consciously eating um prior to I used to be like oh salad it's healthy it's good for me and it's true there are many nutrients in many different salads but I needed to understand that for me salad is a dinner food it's not a it's not a lunchtime Mm, um absolutely. and I don't think I would have understood that if I hadn't um taken the time to eat consciously and to separate uh, myself from my phone from my computer from whatever as I'm eating um so that that to me is one of the ways in which you can help yourself understand how your body responds to the nutrition the nutritious food you feed it with a hundred percent. And just to add on to what you were saying about conscious eating is mm-hmm. really, you know, it's about starting to look at the relationship that we have with food, right? Mm-hmm. Because that really has an impact. Just, you know, a, a few years ago, before I started taking my health more seriously, when I really look at the, the relationship that I had with food, it was a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would binge eat sometimes and you know, I, I, and then when I, after I'd eaten, I'd feel such terrible guilt and be like, oh my God, that's going to make me so fat. Why did I eat that? And I was always so worried about getting fat, you know, mm-hmm. that that was really just constantly, that was all that was on my mind, whether I was eating or not eating. It was just the fear of getting fat. 
mm-hmm. so that regardless of what I was eating or what I was not eating, because you know our thoughts create our reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what the things that, because our thoughts create our reality. The things that we then are constantly thinking when we're having when we're having these meals. This is obviously affecting us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's affecting it's affecting the energy of our food and therefore the energy that that food is bringing to us. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, absolutely, it's about being aware of what we're putting into our body and how these things are affecting us. But the thing is, we can't. We're not going to eat healthy all the time, you know. It, it's mm-hmm. not. There are going to be moments where we're going to want a piece of cake or we're going to want to eat, you know, a box of cookies. And the thing is, do it, but do it without guilt. Yes, absolutely. I think I just because I, once I, it's yeah. done, it's done, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely. I would agree with that. I think that things are not in absolutes, and I and I hope if anything that um, people take away from what we're, we're trying to say is that life not life is not in absolutes. So it doesn't mean that if exactly. you are eating consciously that you will never look at a slice of cake again in your life. Otherwise, you're not conscious. <laughs> exactly. That's not... You know, sometimes you have to eat cake for breakfast. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's not where we're coming from at all. Um, but it's <laughs> about understanding um, the why behind a lot of the things that you do. Um, understanding eating consciously can help you understand if you have unhealthy eating patterns perhaps what's at the root of the unhealthy eating patterns mm-hmm. um, is it a situation where you find yourself when in a moment of needing comfort you gravitate towards eating certain foods um, is it in a situation where um, it's a stress relief where it helps you process certain emotions and in, in those situations I would also encourage that um, you do work on eating consciously, but you also seek um, professional help with someone who can help you deal with those things. Because I think that um, they are coupled really well with, eating consciously is coupled really well with um, finding somebody who can help you deal with the root cause of what's making you perhaps eat unconsciously or eat in a disordered way. Um, I am. Yeah. Moving, just switching gears a bit, um, how would you define a diet and how would you define a lifestyle? And how can you tell the difference when it comes to eating consciously? It's mm, a good question. I think I, it kind of brings me back to the point that I was saying earlier and about how my sort of, um, my sort of journey with nutrition started and that, you know, in finding that things like heart disease and cancer are lifestyle diseases it really shows I mean a lot of doctors say that these things can be avoided by changing the way we eat um and so I think also the why you know our why we have um, a relationship with nutrition is very important and so when my why was I'm going to eat because I want to try and be thin versus I'm going to eat because I want to be healthy lead you on very different paths Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are so many fad diets out there where they say, yeah, if you eat this, you'll lose X amount of weight and blah, blah, blah. And everybody everywhere ever who's done a diet, you know, as soon as they, they stop the diet, they put the kilos back on because your body, your body is far more intelligent than we give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And 
we think that, okay, yeah, I'm going to eat like this for a little bit and then I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm going to go straight back to eating exactly the way I did before. And those kilos are probably going to come back times five because mm-hmm. your body is confused and your body doesn't know how to react. And the thing is, especially if you're going to start eating all these processed, unnutritious, rich foods and you're going to have all these you know, terrible thoughts around the food that you're eating, well, that's just leading you down a path of chaos and disruption. Um, whereas lifestyle now, when you say, I want to live a more healthy lifestyle because I want to live a healthier life, well, suddenly now your perspective changes. So previously when it was like, okay, I'm going to starve myself and then I'm going to binge eat. And then, you know, when I do eat, I'm going to eat very unhealthy food, thinking that it's going to be sufficient because I'm not eating that much, um, wasn't as helpful as when I went down the line was like, okay, well, I don't want to die of cancer. How am I going to avoid that? Which suddenly started making me more aware of what I was putting into my body and realizing I don't actually want to put any unprocessed foods into my body because they're actually just going to make me ill and they're going to make me sluggish and they're not going to make me feel like I'm in high energy and I'm not going to have the energy I I, I need to do the things that I actually want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, when, when you say that you're, you're eating for wellness, then everything when you look at somebody's lifestyle, everything that they do is going to be focused around wellness from the food that that they're eating to the kind of habits that they have to the kind of things that they do on a day-to-day basis. Um, You know, previously I used to smoke cigarettes and drink a lot of alcohol and, you know, I quit those things and no longer drink and no longer smoke and everything within my diet changed. My body changed tremendously by just, quitting alcohol just quitting alcohol alone I dropped weight without even thinking about it so the thing is you can follow all the diets out there but if you're smoking and you're drinking and you're not getting enough exercise and you're not sleeping properly and your mind is all over the place and you're in a constant state of stress then no matter what you eat you're going to be unhealthy Mm -hmm. it's true I I definitely I definitely agree with that um I would also I just want to add that I, I like I want to just take it back a little bit um, just in terms of diet versus lifestyle um, when mm-hmm. if you look up the definition of diet it's something that you habitually eat um, whereas lifestyle is very much the way in which a person lives and to me um, like just to support what you're saying lifestyle is very much your choice of how am I choosing to live how am I choosing to uh, consume and that falls into every aspect of life and often nutrition um, encompasses is or rather is a reflection of of the life we are choosing to live Um, and I think that when you're asking yourself the the kind of questions of am I following a diet am I following or I or is this a lifestyle one of the questions you can ask yourself is could I eat like this for the next five years um, I know that sounds like a really intense uh, thing of way of thinking, but if you can't eat like the way you're currently eating for the next five years, maybe the way you're eating is not sustainable for you. Um, and maybe the way you're eating is not sustainable for your body. Um, uh, and that can help you and under, that can help you measure and gauge um, whether or not something is short term or long term. Um, and 
it's up to you to sort of ask yourself, do I want short term or do I want long term when it comes to eating and eating consciously? Um, so I think that that would just be what I'd like to add to what you're That's such a good point. That's yeah. such a good point. And, and it's true, you know, because when, when we look at wellness, it's, it's a journey, you know, where we're going to be with our bodies, <laughs> with our body, minds and souls for the rest of our life. And so, you know, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant journey. You know, we, we don't really think about our health until our health isn't there. And, you know, in, in Ayurveda, again, it's prevention rather than cure. And the way we eat is the biggest way of preventing any kind of illness. Absolutely. And, um, just for our listeners out there, if you feel like you need some help in trying to locate somebody, please don't hesitate to reach out to you and we will recommend someone that you can work with. Uh, um, but yes, if anyone has anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And um, our email is boomtingspodcast at gmail.com. And hopefully we can catch you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye-bye and thanks for listening.